All right, take three of this amazing podcast. What, what do you mean, take three? This is the first take. What do you mean? Listen, Sam, we, we have not aborted two uh, intros into the show. This is definitely take one. Listen. Welcome oh, to take shit. one of this week's episode of Geeks of TNG. I am transparent, Sandwich. I'm not going to be a hateful liar like you are. What is the hate? <laughs> oh, there's lots of hate. I, I am a, a very loving sandwich. All right. I, I, I am good to all peoples. I am such well, a kind soul. <laughs> but would OG agree? <laughs> but, would, OG. but would any person who personally knows me multiple times to make sure you contacted them when you were in Galaxy's Edge? Would those people agree, do you think? They might say I'm a nice person. Why would they say that though? Follow it up with he's also a scumbag. Well, I I I don't know. <laughs> I think the jury's well. I don't think it's really out. You think? It's I in? think it's kind of like mm, they're coming back into the courtroom and they don't look happy. <laughs> so very very disappointed faces from from uh, the jury, and they all look like Kev. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh no, sir! I'm not the only person on that jury. Oh. I might be the foreman. Oh, okay. but I'm definitely not the only person. This is taking a very sick, dark turn right off right off the bat. Sick and dark. Sick. Ooh. Welcome to episode Geek Stuff TNG episode 589. Something. 589. 589. Only a couple of. I was way ahead. 589. Dark and sick and dark, or whatever Nick said. Sick and dark. Dark chocolate. We'll see. You know what, Sandwich? I'm gonna have to mute you pretty soon if you if you if you don't if you don't watch yourself. Um, You're taking us down roads, sir. Yeah. I'll shut up. No, I didn't say shut up. I'll, appro- I'll appropriately shut up. I, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, boys, welcome to another lovely episode. It's been a busy week. A lot of stuff's been go- going on um, yeah. in terms of the real world. We, we the, the, It feels like things are actually opening up again, which is kind of nice. Um, even though I got to admit, I like the whole idea of social distancing with Sandwich. My, my house doesn't smell like a meat locker after he leaves. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, otherwise everything's going pretty, pretty good over here. Oh no, we we got to get the two of you back in the same room together. How do you figure? Why is that? That's when the magic happens. Your definition of magic is much more different than mine, sir. That's that's the problem here. Well, well, the magic of me and Monty is what we're trying to achieve now. The eventual magic will be all three of us in a room together for long periods of time, because that will be pure gold. <laughs> oh is- yeah. That may not happen for a very long. That might happen in episode seven hundred at this rate. <laughs> the way things are we'll going. be celebrating episode six hundred on episode seven hundred when Kev comes. It's <laughs> episode seven hundred when Kev comes home. <laughs> very very possible. Um, but boys, we uh, we do have some bonus news to kind of tell the folks. Uh, oh. That's because for some bonus oh. content, all you gotta do is go over to Patreon.com/slash/GeekStuffTNG. And support us on our lovely Patreon platform. For just a buck, uh, you can be a part of our uh, Discord service where you can talk to members of the show like myself on there with my, <laughs> me and other members. Uh, of Sandwich the- posts on there kind of sometimes, he posts, doesn't he? He posts when I like tag him in something. It's kind of like, hey, get involved here. Uh, for $3 a month, you get the latest show a day and a half early, which is usually Tuesday night, and a sneak peek at the prep sheet. For $5 a month, you get the weekend bonus show 
which Sandwich is not only doing, but he did this past weekend without me asking him to. So that was just yeah. a bonus in itself right there. And well, get, color me surprised. And, for, uh, and you also get a vintage episode of uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff, which will be dropping probably this weekend uh, since we had a lot of stuff that uh, popped up uh, early last week. So that's going to come out. And for 10 bucks, uh, you can check us out on live on the Instagrams so you can actually see the shit show that goes on right now. Sandwich, stop hitting your microphone, bro. You know what? It, I went up because I do the finger thing every time we say live, and then I just fucking whacked this mic stand. Oh, Imagine that. Kev, where did you yeah. find him? You, you got to get a... In like, the back streets of... <laughs> You gotta you gotta get like a a light in front of your face because right now you're like the mystery member. Of I the I really show. can't like just all the lights are behind me. Yeah, is a there point. a desk in front of you? Do you have a lamp? My lamp's over there. Well, yeah, move it. There's in the front one up there. Well, I gotta unplug please. it and then I walk away from the mic. To the people of the, the listeners of Geeks of TNG, okay. now now you know how it feels like I am the one who's like driving the car and the kids are acting up in the backseat. This is what it's like, Mom, all the time. This is what Nick it's threatens like. to turn this show around and take us home. All the damn, time. all the damn, time. all the damn time. Hey, I have I have things to say. What's that? Um, and this is for the people who are keeping up. Um, lots of things are. In the works Ooh. and wheels Ooh. are turning Ooh. Ooh. Uh, for this program. So uh, yeah, watch watch the watch the on. skies for uh, <laughs> for information. Watch the internets. Watch uh, new and exciting platforms uh, that may be coming soon and all that stuff. Except you know I've said these things before. Except now they're actually happening. <laughs> it's real. So. <laughs> So there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, guys, I'm going to begin with what I honestly think is the most important story of the week. In all sincerity, no joking mm -hmm. aside, I'm being very straightforward here. Um, because I don't want to mention this as like a throwaway thing at the end, because I will forget with my goldfish-like uh, memory. But it's worth <laughs> pointing out that uh, this week, many, many hobby shops, many collectible stores, many of the kind of places we frequently try to go to, is now allowed now legally are closing permanently no are <laughs> doing curbside pickup and you're actually able yes. to go to the stores you're actually able to get something safely uh or they're or they're actually legally allowed to uh mail you things uh like they're supposed to so why do i say this i say for this. example if you needed a D, &D book that had the limited edition cover and you had to pick it up for a friend who you know really wanted that book you would now be able to do that on the curbside and of course if you were a good friend you would just you would you know sell or give the book to the person you know wanted that book but uh, i'm just, yeah that's just a random example right and, and that now at curbside go, going off that example if you were a friend you would also understand that you know some people have access to those stores and you know, they also want to buy things. So you would say, hey, listen, I know you also collect things. So maybe you want to, you know, get in on this on this thing, this item of mm -hmm. whatever it could be. No, you know, yeah, I, have, right. I, I have a large collection of my own in this mm -hmm. hypothetical. And maybe, you know, my my young companion who has the budding collection might also <laughs> want to begin his own collection. But mm -hmm. purely hypothetical. We are not talking about anyone in particular. No, any 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 correlation to anyone real or fiction is strictly a uh, coincidence. But just continuing with the example, 
let's say, for example, that the the original person who wanted the limited edition cover of the D and D book mm-hmm. did not have access to that because let's say that person was I don't know on the other side of the planet from where the book was, you know, able to be bought, and like that person, you know, trusted that the other person seeing such an item that he knew the first person would really want for his extensive and years long deep collection you know that i don't know i just think there's some yeah i don't know i think there's some uh i don't know i think it's i think it's the responsibility of the person who is able to purchase the product to uh, do the right thing. That's all. Monty, do you want to add to this hypothetical uh, scenario? This where... is exactly what I was talking about, turning the goddamn car around. This is exactly the situation at hand right here. Okay. Well, maybe we should move on <laughs> to the news then. No, but in all sincerity, because um, I'm using, you know, some of my, the comic book stores and some of the stores I go to <clears throat> are actually opening up. They're not going to have a whole lot of product, <clears throat> but they're going to have some items and it's worth, uh, in all sincerity, kind of going to your gaming stores, going to your uh, comic book stores, whatever it is you, you prefer. Um, to you know, just support those folks because obviously they're hurting like everybody else's. So if you're able to do something, right. uh, it would be swell. So I wanted to at least kind of just say that. And I'll, if I remember correctly, uh, I'll actually try to say it again at the end of the show. So, sir, that USB converter that you're toying with in your hand is not a toy, and you are doing it a disservice by swinging it around and whacking it. Just saying, because. You know, that's what, you, that's uh, what you know I, I up may again. have. I may have at one time worked for the company that produces those items, mm-hmm. and I, I would probably caution anyone that it's not a toy to be used that in in that way. Ah, uh, Kevin's being smarted again. All right. Well, He's I'm glad it. we're having this lovely conversation right here. Very adult-like conversation. No, all I gotta do is get like a clicky I, pen top. I, and just, I'm up. just trying to help you. Oh, are you now? Yeah, because then when we go to record and you need that piece and you're like, oh, fuck, it's not working. Why is it not working? I'll have to go to the other four that I own then, if that's the case. But uh, no, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Rockefeller. I didn't realize that you had four of them. <laughs> that's OK. You, you know, we're, we're all learning. They're like 40 or 50 bucks a piece. Yeah, something like that. Uh, oh, moving on. Disney's <laughs> Disney veteran Kevin Meyer is leaving the company to become CEO of TikTok, the short-form oh, video platform, which I hate that goddamn thing. Um, mistake. Mistake. Uh, Meyer played a pivotal role uh, as he oversaw the launch of Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, and the whole integration of Hulu. Uh, it was actually considered that he was supposed to be the one who was supposed to be elevated as the, uh, or put, picked as the CEO of Disney before he was passed up and it went to uh, Bob Chapek instead. Can you imagine being effectively one of the top contenders to be the CEO of Disney and you don't get the gig? So your next step is to jump into a fad like TikTok. Can you imagine? Mm hmm. I mean, better had offered. I don't care how big unless his um, honestly, unless his job is. Hey, why don't you be our CEO for a while? Here's more money than you can possibly spend in this lifetime. And you have a, like a three-year contract. You run out to three years and you take your money and retire. If that's his plan, I'm all about it. But if that guy is in like his, I, I want to say like his 40s, 
I don't think that was a really great move. I don't see TikTok being long-term anything with all due respect. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think that was a dumb move. So here's what else. Here's what I'm going to say. So uh, I agree with you in terms of the dump truck of money. Cause if they, I can understand like, Oh, here's something that's going to pay for your, for generations of your family. Here's a dump truck of twenties. Here you go. That's one thing. Um, the the only thing I will say that will kind of go against that, if that's not the case, is that uh, TikTok was downloaded 10 million times in April. Which who's breathing into the microphone like that? Sandwich? No. Okay. Uh, No. (laughs) Uh, the app was downloaded 10 million times. The only one that uh uh beat it was Zoom at just under 19 million. And which is obviously because of the whole everyone's having the video conference right now. So I get how that can look entertaining. But the fact that it's a Chinese owned company that's, you know, I'm not going to go into the whole politics of everything right now. But I think that's a, it's a little sketchy. There's a lot of criticism against the company. Um, so I, not, not, to, not to critique his, uh, his life choices, but unless they're, like Kev said, there's a dump truck full of 20s. I think it's a bit of a silly move. That said, it also kind of hurts Disney because they, which they probably saw this coming, as a pivotal person who helped them uh, launch one of its major brands, which the company is very much so depending on right now. Yeah, take the only. I know. I mean, what if they go bankrupt? Oh, right, it's Disney. (laughs) But you also don't want to see you don't it's not like they're going to have trouble staying afloat, but you also don't want them to try to make up for it by doing other things like cutting, uh, uh, you know, like letting go of workers or cutting down staff or putting delays on things to try to stretch out their, their money that they do have. Cause you know, that's all they're going to want to care about in the boardroom at the exact same time. So it's a matter of just trying to have, uh, that give and take as it were, uh, at the exact same time. That's the, that's the issue that I'm talking about. Uh, where I'm hoping it doesn't hurt Disney in that capacity. Because let's be honest, they're not pumping out the content like people thought they were going to. Name it. Nope. And, and that's all mostly COVID related. Well, since Mandalorian. On Disney Plus. Everything Man- is getting delayed because they can't film anything. True. But since Mandalorian. Besides Mandalorian, what would you say is the second biggest thing they've had? Jeff Goldblum. Agreed. Which they also had at launch. Outside of that, there's a lot. You know what, though? They have a lot of shows that I think people are just not looking at because they're not, you know, like, for example, The Mandalorian. Nothing has a profile like The Mandalorian, let's be honest. But, you know, there's that um, there's that show. I can't remember the name of it. I'm embarrassed to tell you. I can't remember the name of it right now. Okay. It's it's like the making of The Mandalorian. Yeah. The documentary show you've been talking about. Yeah. It's like four episodes in now. It's brilliant. I've heard if you haven't that. seen it yet, you should. Another show that no one is watching is one called Prop Culture, which is this guy who I've never heard of, and I've kind of been on the skirts of the prop collector's world for a while now, and I've never heard of this guy, but um, apparently he's a very famous prop collector, and what he's Ooh. done, and they've done like, I want to say they've done six or seven of these also, is... They they look for and uh, they look for props from old Disney movies, and or you know or they they have them in the Disney Ar- Disney Archive has a huge collection of movie props in California. I mean huge. Uh, and what's great about this show is 
they take you inside the prop warehouse where they're storing all of these things. Oh. For example, the Mary, Mary Poppins was like the first episode. They take you inside the Disney. No cameras have ever been in there, to my knowledge. They take you inside of the Disney um, okay. prop warehouse, okay. one of them, one of the facilities. And they have not only do they have a whole bunch of Mary Poppins stuff that they show you, but as they're scanning around, you see Vincent and Maximilian from the black hole. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, I mean, it's f and not to mention episode number two was Tron Ooh. where they're. Yeah. And, and they have they show all the Tron stuff that they still have. And they, you know, and the other thing is they're reuniting. Uh, they're reuniting cast members with costumes. Oh, wow. I'm looking at just some from like, like you know, pictures. from years and years ago. For example, Mary Poppins, the girl that played. Jane Banks, who was the little girl. I mean, she's obviously all grown up now because that movie was 63, I think. Um, but they reunited and she had one little prop that she kept. It's like a little straw hat that she wore in the movie. And they reunited her with the coat that she wore in the movie, you know, and she got to look at it. It was a very it's a really great show. And they've done let me let me think of the ones that, that I've seen. They did Mary Poppins Tron. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, the first one. Um, Roger They Rabbit. did the Muppet movie, which was really, really amazing. They did uh, they did Narnia, maybe the first Narnia film, I think. I haven't watched that one yet because I really didn't like those Narnia films. Um, do they do and I Roger think there's Rabbit? maybe another one that I might be forgetting. I can't remember. It looks like Roger head. Rabbit and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's movie. it, yeah. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids had... Uh, had what's his name on the show talking about his props? Uh, what's his name? Been gone for twenty five years. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis was on the show. It was it was you know like it was filmed you know several months ago okay. at this point, huh. and it's the first time I can recall him appearing in public. I can. It, even it's got to be twenty five years. I couldn't even tell you the last time. Like maybe I saw a picture of him in the New York Times. Like that is it at best. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. Go watch that if you want to see what he looks like now. Not too bad. He looks good. Um. I was hoping this was kind of a foray into, uh, you know, him making a cameo in that Ghostbusters movie, and I really hope that's happening. And it's so far on the download that none of us suspect it. Yeah. I really hope that's true. Um, but anyway, the series is called Prop Culture. That's another one on Disney that you can check out. This looks like something um, I would actually like. I don't have Disney Plus right now. I would spend the money just to watch the show. It looks that good. Yeah, it's a really and they have other shows as well like that that they examine the the Disney process and so on and so forth. So yeah, it may not be all the Mandalorian, but they definitely have new and exciting content. So. You know, like, I, I get it. We all want new content. And let's be honest. We want new contact in this genre, even though he's not here yet, West Coast Scott. Uh, <laughs> in this genre, we want to see the Marvel stuff. We want to see the Star Wars stuff. We Those are the things that we want to see. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, they've all been delayed. Now, I understand that Captain America or Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think, has resumed filming Ooh. in wherever they Czech Republic or Bulgaria, whatever the hell they were, they have resumed filming. I've heard that. I've heard that. Uh, I think WandaVision 
um, something about WandaVision, something about um, Cassie and Andor as well, that they might be going into production really soon if they're not there already. So things are happening. They're just going to get delayed. Now, of course, the other big news, I think, did we talk about it last week where, where the president of the CEO of Disney, the guy who actually got the job, he said there's going to be no delay in Mandalorian season two. Correct. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really glad about that. And the more casting announcements that they make, the more I get excited about season two. You know, Great. because mm. now it's uh, they announced what's his name this week. Do we have that in the news? Timothy Oliphant. Uh, I think I missed that. No. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant from um, HBO's Deadwood. If you've if you've never watched it, what a great time to binge Deadwood. I think you can get it on Prime, so you should definitely check out that series. Oh, number oh. one, uh, number two is also in a show called Justified which was another great TV show on FX that ran for quite a number of seasons. And then, of course, he's done other movies. Uh, he did the Hitman movie based on the video game, which, all right, kind of a, you know. <laughs> I thought it was all right. Kind of a shit movie, but still. Um, and uh, other things as well. The Girl Next Door uh, was another one that comes to mind, which I thought he was really great in. And others. He's done other ones as well. So, um, what a great casting announcement. And he will be playing a Mandalorian in the film. <laughs> and I heard a rumor today that it's a rather famous Mandalorian. It's not Boba Fett because we know Tamora Morrison will in some way be back as Boba Fett. Um, whether it's a flashback or whether he actually, they established finally that he survived the Sarlacc pit. Either way, he's going to be in it. So Timothy Font, uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant is playing an, another um, famous Mandalorian, but I, 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 I think at this point it's still a rumor about which one. So all right, uh, what do we have next? Um, so we have some Netflix news. Uh, Netflix has announced it, uh, an official premiere date for uh, Gerard's Way uh, Umbrella Academy season two. Uh, it looks like it's going to be making its debut on. Oh, the prep sheet just cut off the goddamn date. On July third, Friday, July third. Um, you see that? Uh, you see that, Nick? I said his name, West Coast Scott, and there he is. <laughs> you have a you have that uh, magic ability, sir. Apparently, you're you're late, Scott. Well, we are early doing the show too, for once. Well. Sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so season two, Umbrella Academy, uh, picking up Friday, July 3rd. Um, did you guys, I can't remember, did you guys see season one? I did. I really liked it. What yeah, about you, I, I liked it, too. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a good show. I thought it was interesting. Um, I always like watching superhero stuff outside of the Marvel DC realm to see, like, how they interpret superheroes. Did you so, watch The Boys sandwich? I watched bits of the boys. I've not finished the boys because I don't have access to uh, Amazon Prime. Well, I have it, but I haven't figured out Prime Video really. I'll be honest with you. Okay. So, oh, we kind of seen clips. Just, but, just search the boys and it'll, it'll pop up, and then you can watch yeah. it um, that way. Uh, I watched the boys. I absolutely loved that show. Me too. Um, I did not watch Umbrella Academy. If anything, that's actually a good reminder to uh, 
watch season one because I kind of forgot all about it. But everybody else, I mean, just raved about it uh, at the same time. So it was a lot better than Lock and Key. I gave up on Lock and Key. I no. tried. I tried Lock and Key. I wanted to love Lock and Key. Uh, at the after the third episode, after like three days or four days of like not watch, like trying to go to season uh, episode four, I'm like, no. I, I I'd rather watch old Twilight Zone episodes. Um, when I had the chance. yeah, it just and that's what I did. I, I did. It didn't even get me at episode one, which I'm a little bit surprised because usually I like to give things a good two or three episodes to kind of get its feet. I couldn't even get through episode one. At the end, I was like, I why on earth would I spend more time? Why I'd rather watch Little House reruns. <laughs> and did you read the book? Uh, I read the book a very long time ago. Okay. Okay. I um, love, so I I'm love not it. being influenced by is the book better or any of that. I was taking it purely, you know, from a a fresh perspective okay. on the story, if you will, okay. and I was just not enjoying it. Okay. So. Well, at least seeing as I uh, reread it and I love the book, um, it just shows that it just really was not that <laughs> not that good at all. Um, Moving on, we also got a new trailer for uh, Steve Carell's Space Force, which I am all on board for. I am fucking loving this trailer. So oh, yeah. It's going to be coming out Friday, May 29th, so very, very soon. Um, it's next week, isn't it? Or yeah, the week think, after? Yeah, so that'd be uh, not this Friday, next Friday. Um, at, whoa. We just had a... Hold on, boys. Ahoy hoy, and welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. Nintendo announced they're not doing a direct video presentation for this year's E3. Not because of COVID, but E3 was cancelled because no one wanted to do it. And in place of this, Nintendo has begun to announce brand new games with trailers on the internet. And the first one is Paper Mario and the Origami King, which looks really good. The big turnoff of the past few Paper Mario games is how basic they had become, both in presentation and scope. But it seems like that feedback has been heard, as the new Paper Mario looks massive. Just an absolute ton of interesting environments and characters for a relatively short trailer. And the cherry on top of this cherry cake? It has a release date of July 17th, for the Nintendo Switch. Which is, very soon. Following last week's Tony Hawk 1 and 2 announcements, came two more reveals from Jeffrey Keighley, including the Unreal Engine 5, which looks amazing, but realistically, it's not even ready till next year and the first long-form gameplay of the PlayStation-exclusive Ghost of Tsushima, which I'm personally less excited for now that I've seen it. It's an open-world samurai game, which really hasn't been done, and while it has enough production value to brush away any criticisms, I have to say it seemed pretty generic. Throughout the 20-minute presentation, I thought, oh, that looks like Horizon. Oh, that looks like Assassin's Creed. Oh, that looks like Far Cry. Oh, that looks like Sekiro. And I just kept going. I would not shut up. So while this game seems to be borrowing from the best, I didn't feel excited like I was seeing anything really new. That said, Sucker Punch has done a great job in the past, so I'll try to do my best to play the game. When it's out later this year, July 17th, the same day as Paper Mario? <laughs> also recently announced is the Mafia Collection. Mafia 1 is being remade, Mafia 2 is being remastered, and Mafia 3 is being re-released in one collection this year for $60. While I wasn't very interested in Mafia 1 or 2, I absolutely loved Mafia 3. <laughs> And finally, I'm as shocked as you are, but a video game is actually releasing on a Tuesday and not Friday. So I can mention it in the week of its release. The Wonderful 101 is out today, 
for $40 on PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. This is Coke Logic signing off for Game Stuff. And we are back. This and we'll be right back with this episode. <laughs> no, uh, oh. sir, not yet, not yet. We have, we have with little, that, I would like to bring this episode. Everyone, stop, stop with your jokes, with your sarcasm. We uh, we had a little problem here. We uh, lost power here at Studio M for a beat, uh, which knocked out the router, which uh, caused a blip, a blip and a bloop, uh, and I had a little problem with addition at the same time. So that that was the reason for the uh, the random toss to break there. Um, uh, a man screaming wolf for it was seen leaving the scene of the crime <laughs> after the power went out. Uh, we don't. We're investigating it as we speak. We don't know who we, this we, lunatic is, but we will be investigating it for sure. In we uh we can we can actually cut that into a break, Nick. That's not a problem. Yeah, let's do that. We I have an idea of what we can put in there. Well, we did have a lovely game stuff that we can throw in there. Oh, well, there you go. No problem. Uh, we'd like to thank Mr. Coke Logic. Follow him at Twitter as uh, at Coke Logic. Uh, talking about Paper Mario, uh, Mafia Collection, Wonderful 101, and uh, one other game, which I can't remember. Uh, so thank you, sir, for uh, uh, that and for being a great buffer there uh, so we can just toss to break when everything uh, hit the fan, so to speak, even though the fan was not working. Uh, but as we were talking about before, uh, Steve Carell, Space Force, all about it. The trailer was something like two and a half minutes, something like that, two and a half, three minutes. Um, I'm not even, I'll be honest, I'm not even the biggest fan of Steve Carell for some reason. I don't even have a reason for it, to be honest with you. Uh, but the show looks great. And the reason I think I like it the most is the fact that, yes, it's comedy. Um, it's one camera sort of situation. But it looks like, for the most part, at least from what I gathered, uh, there isn't a lot of the whole politics situation where there's the left side versus the right side. There's just the, you got to create the Space Force, and Steve Carell is the guy who's uh, running it now. And he's the one who has to put it all together and put the pieces together. So um, I, that was my biggest takeaway. And honestly, I am very excited to uh, watch this and, and give it a go. Um, at the same time, it's just kind of funny too because we also had our Space Force Kickstarter uh, from last month too. So it's just like a nice train. Not related. Not related. Not related at all. Uh, but I'm happy the fact that uh, you know some good, good news after more good news, you know, which uh, I'll take in today's world. So that's pretty awesome. I like how Space Force has evolved into where it is now, where it was like a joke, and then it became a meme, and then it became the toy, and now it is the show. No, it, it, it was a serious thing first. Like, in fact, this week in the news, uh, because there, there isn't anything else to talk about in the news, President uh, Trump unveiled the Space Force flag. Ooh. That was in the news this week. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I would, so, no, that was, that's a real thing. I, I, so. would, I would say I would love to get a, um, just like a half hour behind the scenes, like, how this show to game together. I want to know where do they have like a loose premise, but they didn't really have anything until the space force was officially announced by the white house. Uh, like I would love to know that construction of it. Um, I think they knocked it together. The moment he made the announcement, they were like, we got to own this. So like they had Steve Carell, maybe as a contract, like, all right, we got to put you on a project. We got to figure out something space force is announced. And it's like, boom, written practically. I'd like, to know. I, I, I'd like to know. I that. like Steve Carell because I think he's a really wide ranging performer. I don't think it, you know people give him enough credit for that. You have to look past things like The Office and Forty Year Old Virgin and some of the other things that he's done that are kind of 
you know, sort of very similar characters, mm-hmm. but he has done some really good other things. So I'm really, I, I, I like him. I, I, I'm not a fan of The Office, but a lot of his other stuff I am a fan of. Yeah, there's so. something, I'm trying to look it up really quickly. It was a very serious role that he did. Um, yeah, really recently. Like right, he so, played the father of a yeah, kid who was an addict. Yes, and right? I, I actually read that book a very long time ago. And it was a beautiful book. It's actually called Beautiful Boy. Yes, beautiful boy. Yeah. Uh, it was that's I mean, one, and then there's the other one, which kind of straddles our genre. Oh, he's not back in yet, and uh, it uh, uh, and it and it sort of straddles a serious one too. It's the one where he had he played the guy who has all the dolls, forty year old virgin who had all the dolls for like I guess he's PTSD or something like that. Oh, I'm not really oh, sure. Yes, I didn't yes, see it. yes, yes. I did not see it. Um. Yeah. Was that Last Flag Flying? No. Uh, but, but I'm scrolling down. Desperately not despicable me. Um, <laughs> it would be in the last two years. Yeah. Three years. Um, let's see. Irresist. No. Some of uh, the morning show. Welcome to Martin. No. Vice. No. Well, that's it. I think it's Welcome to Martinville Ma- or something. Maureen. Yeah. A R W E N. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember I wanted to see it, and then people gave me some really bad reviews. Did you watch this movie? Do you think it's really I actually, good? You can hit us oh, up on the GVM hotline. Oh, 201-730-2547. Sandwich, can you do that again, but without your mic, like, you know, making love to the microphone? just like why, are you, why are you, like, leaning up? You know that thing turns, right? 201-730-2547. Thanks so much, sir. Uh, Will in our Insta says, uh, that was a good move. Uh, name a town in the title. <laughs> I, I, I think he meant good movie, and he was trying to help uh, us because yes, he couldn't yes, remember yes. the name of it either. Okay. Um, Sandwich, if you turn that microphone slightly towards your mouth, you don't have to sit up like that when you uh, when you speak. I am afraid to move it because I don't want to make noise. Well, at least you're you are allowed to make noise to move it. Go. <laughs> All right. There you go. Fantastic. See? Look, hardly any noise. Fantastic. Uh, moving around along for some more stuff that's streaming. So, uh, what was it? Last week, I talked about the show Mythic Quest, Ra- Raven's Banquet on uh, Apple TV+, Plus, which I was a big fan of. Very, very big fan. Uh, well, uh, they're going to do a quarantine special set for May 22nd. Uh, it's going to be shot entirely on an iPhone, written, filmed, and edited remotely in multiple locations across the country, uh, according to Deadline. Um Listen, I'm okay with all of this. This is just one of those things where I want, as soon as the show ended, I wanted some more of it, which is exactly what you wanted to do. Um, I'm a little surprised they're maybe not waiting a little bit longer to kind of get this out, uh, like kind of waiting to kind of have a little bit more separation from the show till now. Um, But I'll take it. I mean, it's a really good show. I highly recommend it for our audience. I think it's like right up our alley, just worth giving a, a shot. I think it was only eight episodes. Uh, around 25 minutes long, give or take, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but very good. Again, it's kind of like a workplace comedy um, show, but uh, for like Blizzard Entertainment, like the people behind uh, World of Warcraft. Um, I think they want to prove that they can turn content out really quickly so that there aren't huge lags in in production. That's why I think they're doing it so quickly. It's possible. It's very possible. Um, I mean, they, like I said, I've only had uh, Apple TV now for t- t- three weeks now, maybe. 
Um, mm. I'm digging it. Honestly, I still like the fact that Fraggle Rock's on there. Um, <laughs> in fact, we even got my nephew kind of excited about it uh, whenever I do see him, if I'm ever able to see him. So, uh, yeah, so there's that. Wow. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of long production delays, if we have to wait an extended period of time for new Rick and Morty episodes, but we get episodes like the the vat of acid episode that just premiered this past Sunday. Mm -hmm. I'll wait. It is possibly one of the best cartoon episodes I've ever seen. It's by far, I think the best Rick and Morty episode. I think, I mean, it's brilliant. If you haven't seen it yet, you have to see it. I haven't must go see this episode. I have. It was phenomenal. Nick. I mean, it's going to blow your mind how good it is, but it's, and, and again, they've all been good. They, they've yeah. all been very good. I know you're not so, knocking the other ones like indirectly or anything like that, but it's one of those things where you watch it once for the pure enjoyment, and then you can go back and rewatch the epi- episode and kind of like psychoanalyze it. Uh, have and, either and of you seen it? Meaning. I have not seen the well, newest episode. That, no, that of us I have not seen. I've seen the two prior, Dude. which we can't talk about on the show. If if. There have been you three won. prior, I think, sandwiched since they came back. I think no, two. There's been Vat of Acid was the third since they came. Oh, back. Okay, that might be. They uh, had it, the train it, episode, then they had the the face right or whatever the hell they call them episode, and then this oh, past right, week, right. yeah, okay, Acid. You have to go immediately and watch the Vat of Acid episode. I think is possibly one of the best episode. I think it's the best episode ever. I think. I think it is. I, mean, I could be wrong. All right. Well, that's that's pretty good there to watch. I will yeah. say the first two episodes, phenomenal. Can, uh, you know, highly enjoyable. And again, I just like the whole psychoanalyzing. Like you go back. It's kind of like I, I kind of compare it to like Hitchcock. Like you can watch like Psycho once for the enjoyment, and then you can go back and rewatch it or analyze like a camera shot or a deeper meaning for something in general. And uh, it's. Rick and Morty is that kind of show where you can laugh and then go back and analyze and make you think about a certain topic. So, And if we have to wait a little longer in order to get episodes that are like the episode that we're talking about, mm-hmm. I'll wait because <laughs> it was worth the wait. So just to piggyback off of that, Kev, so the, the, um, the first two episodes, the one that uh, started on May 3rd, uh, those first two episodes on IMDb have an 8.2 for the first one and 8.3 for the second one. For the third one, which you're talking about here, the Vat of Acid episode, 9.6 rating. Yeah. Oh, what? I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, you really are going to... (laughs) It's unbelievable. I can't... I really... I just want to... Just talking about it, possibly when we're done this episode and I'm preparing my... um, uh, my pre GTA lunch, uh, <laughs> I will probably put the episode on uh, because I'm I'm telling you, I mean it is it's mind blowingly good. Awesome. I can't wait for you guys to see it so that we can talk about it next and, week. And I noticed on Instagram, like some of the uh, voice a- uh, characters, like uh, Sarah Chalk, who does the uh, the mother of the of the yeah. show, uh, while she's in quarantine with her family, they she made like a blanket for it. And set up a, a microphone so they can send, uh, you know, record her and then send the audio files in. Yeah. So it looks like they're continuing to make these episodes, even though quarantine oh, yeah. is happening. I, I don't know yep. the exact extent, but you're seeing, I, I'm seeing at least on Instagram, the uh, the effort go into the uh, 
the pre-production for everything like that. So that's just fantastic. Um, at the same time, because obviously it's one of the best things out there. Um, yeah. One of the one of the not so best things that are out there. Uh, Zack Snyder is hosting a Man of Steel watch party. Uh, he tweeted it out that it's going to be happening on Vero. I think that's like the social media platform that just kind of went as a dud. Uh, it's going to be happening May, uh, Wednesday, May. How 20th. appropriate. So it's going to be happening tomorrow at 8 a.m. So really our Instagram folks and our uh, uh, <laughs> our um, Patreon folks are going to be able to see it, but not really anybody else that we're telling. Uh, with live commentary from Zack Snyder. So, How appropriate that it's going to be on a dud of a social media platform as it was a dud of a movie, and that's me being kind. Am I like the only one who didn't hate it? Did you hate it, Kevin? Or did you not like it? Because I didn't. I hated it. It, it I, I'm kind of every precept yeah. of that character. It was. I'm kind terrible. of about it. It was terrible. What did you like about it? I, I'm what actually I like very curious it? to hear what you have to say, sandwich. Oh, uh, what I liked about it is okay. Uh, up until the dumb amount of fighting in cities and towns, killing hundreds of thousands of people. Okay, but let's stop that, right there. Up until that, okay. Yeah. That, because you can't say, oh my god, that's a shitty, that's, that's shitty, but overall, I didn't think it was a bad movie. That was the majority of this film. Except for that, Mrs. Well, well, oh, and well, let, let me, me tell you, let me tell you, Sandwich, why this destroys a precept of the character that they've even addressed in other Superman movies. I know, I know. Which is, Superman doesn't fight, generally speaking, in Metropolis, generally speaking, for the very reason that Man of Steel, uh, uh, for the opposite reason that Man of Steel uh, uh, showed us in that movie, which is, he, he tries to get away from other people. In fact, in Superman 2, this would be the Christopher Reeve Superman movie series, He's fighting Zod and friends, right? Like Canyon, and the bad and the bad guys realize. Wait, he cares about these people, and then they like attack a bus, and they're like they're like going after the people. And he goes fuck this, and he flies away. And they're like, ha, he's a coward. Let's go after him. So he draws them away from the city to spare the people. In this fucking disaster, Man of Steel, he's flying through buildings. He's yeah. fly, He's just... It doesn't even matter. Buildings are falling on people. It doesn't even matter. And even that... God help me that I'm even bringing this up. But even that... And if you thought Man of Steel was bad, Batman v Superman, where they're showing Bruce Wayne's angle of those events, it's even worse. Yeah. Where Bruce Wayne is so inspired that he has to kill this guy because some little kid got dust on his coat or whatever the fuck happened. And you see just massive carnage and chaos. Terrible. Terrible. So sandwich, sandwich. So all that aside, what was it that... Give us some some good points that you, you honestly like, you know, sincerity. In all sincerity... I liked the, how do I say this? Like, they kind of humanized before he destroyed the city. And I know Kevin's, I liked how they were like kind of humanizing him a little bit. And it was like he was freaking out in school because, you know, he's dealing with the powers and they were trying to like go, like, you know, who am I? Am I a Kryptonian? So you like the development. So you like every single 
uh, uh, thing that they've done in every other Superman iteration ever. Yeah. I think they did a good representation of that in that movie. I'm not saying Man of Steel is good. I'm saying I liked how they did it in this movie when they were kind of humanizing him and saying, you know, is he Clark or is he Kal-El? I like that. And I do understand. Absolutely. I agree with everything you're saying. It, it, it's just dumb action for the sake of like, no, oh, look, uh, I'm going to fight in a building. Uh, uh, like, no, no. I'm going to support I'm going to support you here. Get ready. Yeah. Write the date down, Monty. You're on, absolutely wait. correct. The one <laughs> aspect about the character, other than he's from another planet that they got right in this movie, is the struggles that he had growing up. Absolutely right. And every Superman iteration, in fact, there was a whole TV show, two of them dedicated to it. <laughs> One was called Superboy, dreadful. One was yeah. called Smallville, not a big fan, but I like he was it. a little bit older yeah. in that one. Mm-hmm. They have they that is a precept of the character. It's something about the character that we all accept as being part of the character that they have covered. They covered it in the original Superman movie, they covered it in those two TV shows, they've covered it umpteen times in the comics they got that right i'm 100 percent behind you but let's bring up a few other things mm-hmm. lois figures out that he's superman yeah. and in like the, the first, first 20 movie. minutes <laughs> like right not only movie. that he did i mean does he wear the glasses as clark in the end i can't even remember because right i hate yeah. right movie so much roll. like like right before the credits he's like oh i'm clark yeah he's wearing the glasses yeah or whatever yeah. whatever right yeah. uh it was it was it, it, it just, I mean, that, the whole bit with his dad, Kevin Costner. No, no, don't save me, super son, who would never in a million years have been caught because of his speed. He could have flew and grabbed Kevin Costner, flew right out. No one would have seen it. That is very true. The only part of Kevin, I really like the conversation he had with Kevin Costner when he's like, you'll always be my son. Or, or yeah. something like that. Like I thought that part was the best part of the whole movie, honestly. Like that scene right there. I that was my I mean, favorite part of it right there. I just I uh, I mean, there's so much about that movie, and I mean, again, let's let's go a little further than the violence uh, and the destruction and, and all of that. You know how many people were estimating in the billions how much damage they did to that city just as oh, yeah. a you know kind of a farce thing after that movie came out. Oh, here's the thing. He killed the villain. Yeah. He killed him. He just flat out killed him. Superman doesn't kill nobody. You know, I mean, it's it's horrendous. And the, and the problem is, the wider problem, the wider problem is, is that this was supposed to be the foundation of all of the things that came after it. BV, Superman, blah, blah, blah. All the things. It was supposed to be all of the things that came after it. And it just, it was a terrible foundation. Not as bad as Green Lantern, but really up there as far as terrible goes. It was dreadful. It was a dreadful movie. Dreadful. I want to say, like, as a Marvel fan, like, generally, I prefer Marvel over DC. That's just my, I'm not saying they're better in comics or anything. Personally, I prefer Marvel over DC. I want Justice League and you know the Batman and Superman. I want it all to be successful because I do like it too. Like I'm personally, I'm a big Flash fan, I'm a big fl- fan of Green Lantern. I like all that shit. I wish they could do Superman and all of them justice. No pun intended. For once, because you, you you know if they were good movies but weren't successful, 
everybody would say that. Mm -hmm. But they're not good movies. They're successful because they make a lot of money. They're not good movies. And that's yeah. why they're not making them anymore. Yeah. That's why Affleck's out. Henry Cavill's out. No one knows the future of Wonder Woman past this movie because the, the buzz on this movie is not... Wonder Woman 84 is not good. The Flash movie, that guy all but killed not only this movie, but his career, Ezra Miller. If you've, if you've seen any of that, Google some of that and see what a lunatic this kid is. I can't believe this thing is still even being considered uh, to be in production. I think it might be dead now, but uh, they haven't officially announced anything yet. Uh, and what is that? Who does that leave? You, you know, you know uh, do, do, do we want to talk the Robert Patterson stuff that's been out lately in the news, or do you want? Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't think that's. I don't think that's great either. I think he should keep his mouth shut. You know, he's talking about how he's not working out. You mean during yeah. during the during yeah, the yeah, and how they're like, we think in this political climate, you know, we're gonna just give Batman like no weapons because we want to express how you know weapons are. Listen, I understand it's like Batman doesn't kill. Cool. No guns. Fine. The dude has batarangs. The dude has equipment. It's going to make loud bangs and booms. <laughs> They're trying to go the detective route with him this time, which is fine. Does he need to be super jacked in order to be that? No. None of them have been super jacked. It's mostly been the suit. Michael Keaton wasn't jacked at all, but his suit was one of the most jacked. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, like, it, you don't have to be super jacked to be Batman. It's about the suit. And honestly, and I've said this a thousand times before, and I'll say it again. It, it doesn't matter who plays Batman. It, it, it doesn't matter if you're a good Batman. It matters if you're a good Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. It matters if you're a good Bruce Wayne. Anybody could be in that suit doing the stunts, doing the voice like this. Anybody could be. But if you can't pull off Bruce Wayne, you, you can't do the character. So the problem is with when he says, I'm not working out during this and, you know, they're not giving him weapons and all that stuff. Yes, it's all it's all smacks of negativity about the film. Fine. But until we see him as Bruce Wayne, I'm not judging anything. I have trepidations and they grow, you know, the more that I see about it. But I'm not. I'm not going to judge anything until I see an actual trailer or the film itself. I'm not. I'm. I'm just patiently hoping that they don't screw this up. Although, again, from the looks of it, I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be good. So we'll see. We shall. Uh, Mr. <clears throat> Big Kepser, why don't you take us to our second break of the day? Oh, I will, so I can blow my nose. Damn allergies. It's just so hot and, and lovely here that... Uh, it's actually anyway. like kind of 70 degrees here now, so it doesn't really work. Anymore. Oh, no? No. You're don't, don't make me go outside. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> with, that, uh, with that sandwich, uh, Mr. Mayhem, we will take our second break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG episode 589 according to sandwich mm -hmm. the one we're calling sick and dark build your own x-wing luke skywalker's legendary red five starfighter from the star wars saga 
The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Samuel L. Jackson from Snakes on a Plane, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Suck all the air back in. All right, now, okay, well, that was recorded, so now we can all start going. Go on, Sandwich, with your commercial. I'm from Studio M, Big Kevuna Studios, and the Sandwich Shop. It's Geek Stuff TNG. You heard a lovely little commercial from my friends over at Build X Wing. Build X Wing, home to the one and only 118 scale X Wing on the market, which is great for your three and three quarter figures. It's a great piece for collector guys and diorama guys and people who just like things in scale. It's fully detailed and fully realized. Comes with many fabulous features like the bombs to go. The ship has lights that go on and off, which are very pretty. R2D2 goes boop, pop, and beep. And the X portals open into attack position. We here at Geese of TNG always highlight the Deluxe Edition. Comes with many fabulous features like working landing lights, static figures, little people movers, and a static Luke Skywalker for the cockpit. You also get many little fabulous magazine guides, which has interesting source material. I know I just lost all my train of thought there. And What's instructions? I'm going to keep going and just act like I didn't hear that, and we'll fix that later. Uh, fabulous little uh, binder, which you can bind all the magazines. Together. We will and Nick yes, will fix we... it in post. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna keep going. Um, a fabulous little binder, you can bind it all together, display it on your bookshelf somewhere. Really appreciate all the source material and background stuff you got there and whatnot. Time to do the little spot stolen from Mr. Big Kev himself, proprietor of the show, where you're gonna go to a convention with your friends post COVID 19. You know, you've been locked up in the house. You haven't seen your friends in God knows how long. You know, Zoom and what has it just hasn't, you know, gotten that fixed. So you and your friends are going to go together to this convention. You're going to really enjoy it. You're going to look at all the things, and you're going to see this beautiful X-Wing displayed. You're going to say, holy shit. Guys, look at that X-Wing. It looks so awesome. I'm like, wow, that is sick. Let's walk up and let's go look at it. So you're going to walk over there to this X-Wing. You're going to look at it, and you say, you know what? I've been a big Star Wars fan for a long time now. And I really, really want to invest in this piece. I want to see, I want to get it in my home now. I want to have that as soon as possible. So you get to talk to the guy at the booth. You can say, hey, bud, how much is that X-Wing run for? And he's going to throw a number at you. And you're going to say, oh, that runs too fast for me. You know, COVID-19 hit my wallet hard. And, you know, it hurt my personal feelings harder. What this product does, it gives you a monthly subscription to get the pieces piece by piece. You're going to build it in your home. And you're really going to appreciate it. As it's displayed beautifully, you're going to have the working lights. You're going to have the little figures next to it. You're going to have it displayed perfectly in your man cave. And you're going to say, holy shit, that was money well spent. I'm so glad I listened to that sandwich commercial on Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> so, before I reach them online, they're at buildxwing.com or for an issue telephone. They're at 877-544-6779. Huh? So. Beautiful ish sandwich. Thank you very much, uh, sir. <laughs> Beautiful ish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now for today, we have a little bit of product, which oh! is not in the uh, uh, Geek Stuff archive. It is not in Studio M. It is over no. in uh, Hawaii. 
Mr. B. Cam, yes. what do you what do you have for us that uh, is something we've talked about on the show before? Well, today I thought we would talk about oh, Baby Yoda. <laughs> I think it's adorable. So this is the Baby Yoda plush, um, uh, and he comes in the pram packaging. I'm trying to give you as much of a view on this as he can. So basically a cardboard packaging that sort of replicates his pram. Uh, he's not called Baby Yoda. He's called The Child uh, from Mandalorian. On the back, there's some flavor text. As one of the most feared bounty hunters in the galaxy, the Mandalorian never expected to be shielding this 50-year-old child from his rivals and enemies. Now you can protect this lovable little creature just like the Mandalorian does. <laughs> so, um, packaging is really nice. Uh, like I said, it does uh, present like the pram that he floats around in. Um, now, now, formerly on Big Kev's Geek stuff, you know, there would be this whole um, there would be this whole thing where we'd have to speed up the the tape while OG unpackages it. I'm going to unpackage this one right now, and there it is done <laughs> so uh i don't know what took og so long that didn't take me any time so there he is um so let's talk about him he's got a rubber uh vinyl um molded head which is very nice uh it's hollow as you can see um i think it's a really nice likeness i think it, it they've gone a tad more child like for children sort of version. I think his eyes are a little bit bigger, although I can't say that for sure because I've not seen the real one, nor have I seen one of the many 1-1 one, one scale replicas that are coming out, one from Hot Toys, one from Sideshow, uh, and so on. So um, he's basically, uh, he's got arms, he's got the rubber molded uh, hands as well, hmm. um, which is nice. The arms are nice. The outfit uh, is very nice as well. It's It's, uh, very uh, reminiscent of what he wears on the show. So two things that are interesting here. One is he's got no feet. Oh. Right? Okay. And he has a beanbag bottom. So you can kind of just sort of set him, you know, if, if if there was somewhere for me to set him, I'd say, you kind of set him and he sits very nicely. Now, like, it's kind of like disturbing any other... when, you, when you hold him upside down like that. It's a little disturbing. <laughs> like that? Yeah, between that and then seeing the no feet thing, it's a little odd. <laughs> So uh, he's basically, like I said, he's a beanbag bottom. So he's weighted to stand. You might have to fiddle with him a little to get him to stand a little, more, you know, a little perfectly. Um, but still, there he is. Uh, I think it's great. It's about uh, anywhere between twenty-five and thirty bucks, depending. I got mine at Walmart. Um, I think online, if they if they have them, I think they're about twenty-five bucks or so online in the store. Here it was closer to thirty. Looking um, online right now, the first site I went to was a Target that was available, and it has them on there for twenty four ninety nine. And it also yeah, says so, that it's temporarily out of stock. Yes, they're really, really hard to come by. Uh, so yeah, so uh, that's 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 pretty much uh, Baby Yoda. So the other thing to talk about with Baby Yoda, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna quickly put him back in the packaging. <laughs> put him back in the, his cradle. And there he is. I don't understand why OG had such a problem with this. I'll say again. Here's a little bit of a surprise right there. What's that? So this is produced by Disney, 
but it's produced by Mattel. Um, which I found really strange because I was not aware that Mattel had, we talked about this, I think when he was solicited. Yes. I didn't mm -hmm. think Mattel had any license whatsoever to make Star Wars toys of any type. So I found it really strange that Mattel would be the producer on this. Now that said, they may have a license to produce plush for Disney or some other Disney products that I'm not aware of. And this might have been one of those kind of slip through the cracks kind of thing with regards to uh, how it got made. But I think that's the most surprising thing for me is that uh, uh, is that it's made by Mattel. So he's extraordinarily difficult to come by. I'd start checking Walmarts, Targets, as Nick said. Uh, In-store, I think, is going to be the way to get him. If you didn't pre-order him, again, I understand he's very difficult to get. I did not pre-order him. Uh, I went into a Walmart right around closing time when they start to put out new things, and I saw the empty box that said, uh, you know, the child on the outside, <laughs> and I was lucky enough to get uh, the child. So um, there you go. Anywhere between 25 and 30 bucks, depending. That's retail. I know people are paying way more than that on eBay, like 50 or 60 Ooh. I've seen. Yeah, I which I think is really, really strange, but okay. I mean, if you can't wait in order to get him, I guess you can't wait, you know, enough to save you half of, you know, the, the entire second, cost, the price for two of them. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, I, I don't, I, I've, I've unfortunately been involved in those situations where I'm like, I'm afraid I'm, if I don't grab this now, even though it's higher, I'm never going to be able to get it again, which isn't true, by the way, ever, even though you convince <laughs> yourself that it's true in the moment. So there you go. Well, for 25 bucks, if you can, it looks. Yeah, it's really, you know what? Time. He sits really nice. He looks good. I mean, you know, he doesn't yeah, have he like, like the little hairs on his head. And I honestly think I really feel like he might be slightly larger. I mean, the head might be slightly larger than, uh, than uh one one scale mm -hmm. on him i think it might be a little bit larger i think they might have done that for the purposes of children uh i suspect i don't know but i think um but until we get him squared up with an actual one one replica like hot toys or sideshow is making and that's two different products by the way sideshow is making a one one scale statue mm-hmm and Hot Toys is making a 1-1 scale figure. So both of which are really expensive, by the way. Like I, the Hot Toys one, I think, is 400 and change, which is really strange because his 1-1 scale size really doesn't make him bigger than a deluxe 12-inch figure or a larger 12-inch figure like Thanos, for example. I don't think Thanos was four hundred. I could be wrong. I don't think Thanos was four hundred dollars. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. Uh, one one sixth scale Thanos by Hot Toys. Um, uh, so I think for the more value conscious person, twenty five to thirty bucks to have a little representation one one scale guy, I think is a pretty good deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Considering what the actual replica price is, I, I think this is a really good deal. So uh, check it out. Um, 
on the uh, on the appropriate uh, websites, Target, Walmart, wherever you look these things, Google him and so on and so forth. I highly recommend him. I think he's great. Even though he doesn't have feet and has a little bit of a beanbag bottom, you never hardly really see his feet in the show anyway. So no. you're not losing out. You're not really losing out anything there. No, for sure. So, yeah, like, so there it is. It looks like a total buy that's worth it as long as you're not uh, uh, going nuts for it on eBay. Uh, at the same time, so yeah, fifty and sixty dollars. I just think is impatience. Yes, I would <laughs> absolutely know? agree with you. Um, there, boys. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? Anything else? Yeah, we're good. We're good, Kev. You think we're good? Do you think we need to talk about anything? As you creepily stalk the camera with Baby Yoda, that is extra creepy. No, I, I, no, I'm, <laughs> no, I think that's. I think that's a program. Okay, that sounds fine and dandy. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow us each and every week over at GeekStuffTNG.com. Download us at your uh, pretty much any podcast uh, app. You should be able to find us. Uh, check us out at GeekStuffTNG at Twitter, on Facebook, and on the Instagram. You can find me as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S, right? M-O-N, yep. Oh my God! I was like yeah. daydreaming while talking. Wow. M O N T E S M A Y H E M. I am going to edit that out, uh, but not. Uh, you can find me over at Twitter, over at Instagram, at Snapchat, and on the YouTube's where uh, Sandwich will be happy to know that I'm, I'm back to uploading some videos on a semi uh, once a week basis. So there you go. Uh, Big catcher. <laughs> Hello. Uh, you can find me at uh, on the Xbox One network as Big Kev GS, uh, where we are still we're not really playing Red Dead anymore. We're kind of going in and doing a daily to keep the streak going, and then popping out and going back to GTA because Red Dead has really become boring and near enough to unplayable. I'm hoping they're going to fix it, but I I, I don't. I don't know that that's going to happen. So you can find me there. Um, maybe you'll find me and the sandwich there after this show because all of the people that we play with are like, where's sandwich? Why hasn't sandwich been on? And so on. Um, other than that, you can find me at BK Geek Stuff, I think, everywhere else. So there it is. There you go. Uh, sandwich. You can find me on Instagram at fat dumbledore f-a-t-d-o-m-b-l-e-d-o-r-e and i'm on xbox at that same name uh work's been really 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 fucking annoying lately so honestly i've been kind of old man living and going to bed at like eight nine o'clock lately <laughs> which is when uh, i go to bed for work so thank you uh, sandwich just want to point out it is not uh eight or nine o'clock uh right now i know i know point that out i know i'll try to be on soon uh i know i said that before uh <laughs> But it's just been rough at work. But I, I, week. I, you are the essential week. sandwich, so it's okay, sir. It is. It is quite yeah. all right. I, I filleted my finger at work the other day. Okay, it's been rough. All right. And with that, big Kev. How many fillets do you get out of that ham? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's on that. Thank you. That, Thank with, you for that support. And with that, big Kev. With that, Mr. Mayhem and the sandwich, we will bring. This episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 589, according to rumor, uh, <laughs> to a close, the one we called Sick and Dark, mm-hmm. yep. uh, the way we end some episodes by saying, Good night, OG.
wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.